Bienvenidos a Radio Menea. I'm Miriam Paula Perez. And I'm Vero Valletti Flores, and we are two Latinx friends with wildly different music tastes. Each week we bring you music from the Latinx artists that we love, and today's episode is kind of en memoriam de los que fallecieron en diciembre. Yeah, we had a couple of big deaths um, at the end of the year and, you know, we were doing it last year, we were still on our bi-weekly episodes and we're doing like our end of year wrap up and um, we didn't want to uh, miss some of these like pretty, some pretty big names that that left Mm us all in December and um, empezamos con Tito Rojas. This song is called Señora de Madrugada. Let's take a listen to it again. Tito Rojas uh, was a Puerto Rican salsa singer and he died um, like right around Christmas and uh, he was fairly young, right? He was like 65, um, I think a heart attack, right? That's what they think, yeah. He like collapsed and and wasn't able to be um, resuscitated, so yeah. He was only 65 and he died the day after Christmas or two days, so December 26th in Puerto Rico. Um, and yeah, he was known as El Gallo Salcero, and he was, he was a big name, and in, in, I mean, he's still a big name, like his career yeah. wasn't over. Um, he performed actually two days before his death on like a live thing that was um, was shown on YouTube, so he was very much still very active in his career, but he started in the early 70s, so there's some serious longevity to his career as a, as a Salcero. Yeah, he'd been around for a minute. I chose this song because... It's one of those like um, classic songs in the long tradition of falling in love with a sex worker you have no business mm-hmm. falling in love with. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know, um, I'm saying this could be a theme. We could, I think there's a lot of songs about like women of the night and that kind of thing. Señora de la I know, I know. I do. I also chose it just because I like a song that's about sex workers that isn't, um, you know, rude or weird about it, Mm -hmm. you know? And this song Mm -hmm. is very like, damn, I shouldn't have fallen in love with you. That sucks. Like, you're, you know, Mm -hmm. like, um, it doesn't feel very judgy to me, which I always appreciate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's so much stigma. Mm -hmm. So was he a falsetto that you were familiar with? I was familiar with him like vaguely. He's not like a, uh, a salsero that I was like, it was like on my, you know, he wasn't on my salsa playlist or anything. He was, I wasn't a huge fan or nothing. I definitely knew the name. Yeah, same. Uh, like he wasn't super on my radar, but I saw a lot of people like really 
kind of in their feels about his death. Yeah, and... yeah, there was definitely, I definitely had friends who texted me and were like really sad mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. it and stuff. So, um, yeah. he definitely played a big yeah. part of a lot of people's lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he really came up like, like I said, he started in 72, but it seems like he got popular in like the late 80s and 90s, which was like, I think a peak for salsa in terms of like mm-hmm. um, commercial success for that genre. So it makes sense. But I was really impressed that like he was nominated last year, like in 2020 for Best Salsa Album at the Latin Grammys um, for his mm-hmm. record, Gallo para la Historia. Um, so, you know, again, like his career was very much still active and, and going. Yeah, 65 is young. So that is, it's a sad loss for sure. Yeah, definitely. And so we're talking about three artists who passed last December on this episode. We're choosing a couple songs from each of them. So um, we're doing, but uh, this is a song that I chose. The Señora La Madrugada was a song that I chose. But Perez, you chose a song too. Can you tell us about it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the song I chose is, called, I chose is called Por Mujeres Como Tú. Let's take a listen to it. Y eso no es muy bueno para mí Si quiero retenerla entre mis brazos Será mejor que no me voy a sufrir Estoy estacionado en los fracasos Y hoy voy a remediar la situación Será Que siempre dado demasiado Y en el exceso siempre salgo dañado Por mujeres como tú Amor, hay hombres como yo Que se pueden morir Por dignidad came out in 1999 and it's interesting because it really combines this like more um, Mexican regional music with salsa which I don't feel like I've seen a ton of and I think is really interesting so this is basically like a cover of a song that Pepe Aguilar well actually I think I brought a song by him at one point um very different sounding song so he uh Tito Rojas did a version of this song with the the salsa kind of mixed in and I think it's cool I don't know it's it's different what did you think about that yeah, it starts as a mariachi song and then has a big switch up to, to, to be a salsa song. So I was like, whoa, what's happening here? Um, but yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense because it's originally a mariachi song, yeah? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, I kind of like the surprise uh, mix-up, you know? like an unexpected. Yeah, I mean, there's, it's and there's, a fun it's surprise like mix-up. Yeah, and it's not like there's not salsa in Mexico, but, you know, there's not a lot of, like, mariachi in Puerto Rico and things, so... Um, yeah, it's a cool mix-up. Uh, and then the other thing about about Tito Rojas is that he was also part of Fania All Stars at some point, mm-hmm. and as like so many of the like big subtitles were during that time. For sure. Yeah, I think this song, the <laughs> I, I really like the song. I like the sound of it. 
it's always funny to me the por mujeres como tú hay hombres como yo narrative you know we can blame Pepe for that one that's not on me though although he's been saying this but I'm just like let's account for our own behaviors y'all right like the blame game mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah the chicken or the egg mm-hmm. that's fair that's fair for sure mm-hmm. for sure but yeah it's a fun song I like it And yeah, I mean, this seems so heavy right now, right? Like, there's so many people who have died because of COVID and, like, some of the folks we're going to cover are in that category. And some are not, but I just feel like there's a lot of, like, RIP feelings in this moment um, to, yeah, there people who have died are. because of COVID, because of white supremacy. You know, I was making a joke, it's not really a joke, about, like, RIP to our democracy and the ways in which, like, that's really being undermined. Um Yeah, it's really a rough, like, a rough fucking time right now. I'm feeling like a new wave of sadness over the pandemic and mourning of my life and, like, really mourning, like, a year of my youth. Like, I'm old, y'all. Like, I don't have that many years of my youth left. (laughs) So I feel, like, especially salty that, like, I'm losing a year of, of, of my life right now. Um, it's not yeah. like I'm 12, you know, so, um, yeah, there's a lot of not loss. that, not that 12 year olds, um, have nothing to lose, but, but yeah, like there's so much death and honestly, like the fucking coup attempt last week really, um, I think has gotten under my skin, not the fact that it happened like that. I feel like to me is like the only logical conclusion of these last four years, but like the total pearl clutching and surprise and shock that so many people are expressing is like really upsetting to me because it just means that they thought that like what people of color have been screaming about for the last four years has just been like they thought that we're crazy you know what i mean like um and imprudent and unstrategic and hyperbolic and i just like that's the piece that feels really upsetting to me is like everybody is like so shocked and it's like have you literally not been listening to anything any of us have been saying for the last four years and the answer is yes so no they haven't been listening you know so it's just a lot of heaviness a lot of heaviness and then like the covid cases rising all these deaths Mm -hmm. all this like joblessness despair like 600 fucking dollars of stimulus it's, all of it is it, there's a lot of heaviness right now for sure yeah i've been really like um perturbed by um the reports now of the members of congress who have tested positive for covid because they were sheltering yeah. in place with republican members who wouldn't refuse to wear a mask like yeah it's they like got, a layer yeah. They got her and other a couple of other folks. And it's like the layers of sort of like um it just feels evil, honestly, you know? Like yeah. like the complicity. Truly. You know, it's like you can disregard to some degree like the people who are like, you know, taking this extreme of of whatever, choosing to like have an armed insurrection, um, mm-hmm. as like, you know, failed as it was. Um, but the mm-hmm. people who are actually like inside the halls of power and are you know would be so inhumane as to refuse to protect other people's health and safety in that moment um it just feels like twisted in a way that i can't really wrap my mind around yeah like you're literally like really too much 
to protect your lives and you won't, you refuse to protect the people around you. Yeah. And you had COVID, like what the fuck? It's just a mess. Oh, and I don't know if it's the rest. So many failures. But yeah, and just, it just, it's, it's twisted. I'm like, really like, I just like, mm-hmm. I'm picturing that in my head and I feel so disgusted by it. Yeah. Oh yeah, the ways in which yeah. like, the, the multiple pandemics, right? Of like white supremacy yeah. and patriarchal violence and COVID are all kind of like um, layering on top of each other. Oh my God. And the next person that we're bringing is um, a legend who actually died of COVID. Um, mm-hmm. Armando Manzanero was 85 years old. So he lived a long life um, and he and he passed of, because of COVID. And who knows how long he would have had left if it wasn't for it. Um, we should listen to uh, the first song that we're bringing up from him. This is my pick. Let's listen to Somos Novios. Somos novios, pues los dos sentimos mutuo amor profundo Y con eso ya ganamos lo más grande de este mundo Nos amamos, nos besamos como novios Nos deseamos y hasta a veces sin motivo, sin razón, nos enojamos. Somos novios, mantenemos un cariño limpio y puro, como todos procuramos el momento más oscuro para hablarnos para darnos el más dulce de los besos recordar de qué color son los cerezos sin hacer más comentarios somos novios so somos novios is actually one of the most popular boleros of all time. Um, it's been recorded over and over again by many, many artists, uh, both Latino artists like, you know, Luis Miguel, um, and like also, you know, like European artists like Julio Iglesias and Andrea Bocelli. And there's even like English language, ver- an English language version that's been, that was recorded by like Elvis and others. So this is probably like his more, most internationally notorious song, which is why I thought I would bring it. But Armando Manzanero was a Mexican singer of Yucatecan Mayan origin and just like a very prolific composer who wrote uh, songs not only for himself, but also for many, many different artists, Mm -hmm. Um, primarily known for his ballads and his boleros. And like I said, he died also in December of COVID. Your father was the one who was like, you have to do an episode about him, right? Yeah, yeah. My dad was like, it's so funny because my dad is not, I don't have a, I don't come from a very musical family. I'm sort of like a weirdo mm-hmm. in my family. Like my, me and my youngest sister like music a lot and keep track of it and listen to it. But my other sister and my parents, like, you know, my mom likes music, but like, just like what's on the radio or what she knows or whatever, like nobody really makes an effort with it. But my dad was like super like, 
insistent that Radio Menea needed to do an episode um, acknowledging Armando Manzanero. And um, so, uh, so here we are. Yeah, and I thought it was really funny. But yeah, I mean, he's like super, um, super acclaimed and, and super important for his contributions to, to boleros and, and Mexican songs. So um, it's a really, really sad loss, even though he was an elder and lived like a long, wonderful life. Like he might've had a long, much longer life if it wasn't for like, you know, global systemic failures to get right. this thing under control. Yeah, and like, I wonder what it, like the suffering that dying from COVID causes that dying from other causes might not cause, you know, might not yeah. entail. I don't know that much about it, but. I think like people and sometimes people want to overlook like the elders who are dying from this because they're elders, but like it's not that simple, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, and also like what if he was gonna live to be 95? That's like 10 mm-hmm. fucking years, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's not nothing. Just because like mm-hmm. you're 80 doesn't mean that 10 years stops being anything, you know what I mean? that's a lot of time and memories of family. I know in the U.S. it does seem like they prioritize vaccinating people in nursing homes and like hoping that that will help stem some of the... Yeah, for sure. For sure. I am just really hoping that once there's a president who cares about anybody, literally anybody other than himself, (laughs) that um, the vaccine rollout is going to like get a little bit better because mm-hmm. my god it's been sort of a mess right now like I'm in Florida yeah. right now this is why we sound the way we do we're on zoom I'm getting my recorders being equipment mailed to me y'all don't worry <laughs> like the end the end of our <laughs> shitty sound is near mm-hmm. but um, yeah so I'm in South Florida and the vaccination rollout here has been rough and this is a state with a lot of elders because a lot of people come to retire here and it's sort of like the hunger games to get the vaccine out here um, oh, yeah. there's a times a New York Times article that I read about that I read um, about it and it's just like it's just like sort of a mess you know it's sort of a mess and I don't know that we should have expected anything different really but but I'm really hoping that we can pull it together because my god I'm just really really feeling very done with this right now I did see today that like Biden had already said he would release like all available doses mm-hmm. and then the Trump administration just did that today so there's some like you know whatever influence happening yeah whatever <sighs> yeah yeah I'm just counting down the days till he's not president anymore like eight, it's eight like days. Eight yeah days. it's January 12th today when we're recording so we I'm have it down and I'm scared about what's gonna happen on, on yeah on I'm really scared especially I'm for really my scared for folks in days. DC yeah 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 take care of yourself y'all it's really it's gonna be a rough week I think well, the one thing bringing me a little bit of joy right now is that there's a dog sleeping on my lap as we record this. <laughs> and that I was getting to see her little face. If you listen to last week's episode, I was talking about how I was trying to adopt a dog. And we have a little one that we're fostering for a couple of weeks to see if it'll work out for us. She's um, like, and she's very sweet. And she's a lap dog, which I've never experienced before. And it's, it's, it's quite joyful to have a little light being that will fall asleep on you, bringing me and my nervous system some comfort in this moment. <laughs> It's very so, adorable. Okay, so my I picked a song, an Armando Manzanero song, and this one is called a little more dramatico, I feel like, than Somos Novios. Um, <laughs> it's called Nada Personal, and it's featuring Lisette. <laughs> 
let's take a listen. Entre tú y yo no hay nada personal. Es solo el corazón que desayuna, come y cena de tu amor en el café de la mañana. La canción de la semana que muchas veces me emociona y otras tantas me hace daño. Entre tú y yo no hay nada personal y sin embargo duermo entre mis sábanas soñando con tu olor. Vives aquí en mi sentimiento, me ocupaste el pensamiento, quizá te añore, mas no hay nada personal. Aunque me inventes los detalles y te encuentres en cada calle, yo te juro que no hay nada personal. Salgas a flote mis tragedias, de repente las remedias, me haces loco, me haces trizas, me, me haces mal. Novela theme song. This show Very definitely clearly. has that novela theme song vibe. So yeah, this one yeah. is the theme song of a novela also called Nada Personal. And this song features Lisette, who is a Mexican um, singer, I mean, actress. And, and, um, and I, she sings on this as well. Mm. But yeah, mm -hmm. she's, she's an actress, a novela actress. Um, I've been wanting to do a Bolero episode for like years and I, I feel like we should put it back on our list because I really love Boleros and my father's pretty into them so I grew up listening to them but I haven't um, done the work to sort of reconnect with like what it is that I that I heard growing up and I don't follow mm. singers now so I feel like a little bit out of it but I know that like there's like this very sappy part of me that connects deeply with Boleros. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I've talked, I think, about this before, about I feel like there's a very clear um, connection between boleros and, and bachata when it comes mm -hmm. to thematics and, like, sentiment, um, that, there's, that, they, that, that bachata kind of carries the tradition of bolero in terms of, of what the, yeah, that it's, it's sort of about um, heartbreak, it's like a particular line of what, what gets mm -hmm. covered and, and love in a particular way, and so mm -hmm. for me, that's, I think, Bachata is kind of like my connection to bachata in some ways is, is an expression of um, growing up around um, bolero singers in terms of their music, not around people. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, this song is muy dramatic and mm -hmm. definitely has that novela vibes. Do you, you mm -hmm. don't watch novelas, do you? I don't. And we've talked about this before that I feel like I should and like that it would make a definitely lot of sense. Should. I should. I know. I haven't figured out how to get into it. I mean, I did watch um, House of Flowers that was like, big for a mm. while and then I was I was watching it with someone I was dating and then we broke up and I kind of like didn't want to go back to it you know sort of like mm -hmm. it was mm -hmm. too like associated with that person and then I just haven't gone back to it you know in those well there's years. a lot of novelas that are on like Netflix and streaming services mm -hmm. now so like you can go back to the classics like you know mm -hmm. like the classics of my generation which were like all the Dalia ones like Marimar mm -hmm. y Mariela del Barrio And, mm -hmm. you know, like that genre of like the great Talia trilogy mm -hmm. and 
Um, I mean, my personal favorite novela of all time is La Reina del Sur because it's such an upending of a traditional novela narrative. Our friend Jasmine Garst, who's a journalist and has been on the show a couple of times, did um, a whole episode, I think of like when she was working at Planet Money mm-hmm. <laughs> about, about La Reina del Sur. But anyway, we're, we're both fans yeah. of yeah. La Reina del Sur. And I think that that's on Netflix, maybe. Um, yeah I need to try again because it really it would be good and like um I feel like maybe my partner and I we could like get into watching one together um definitely I haven't I haven't tried but I've been meaning to for a long time and I think it's probably good content in this moment but yeah Armando Montanero wasn't like I didn't know his name like he wasn't um someone I was super familiar with despite and like that bolero I think I've heard the one you brought, I think I've heard other mm-hmm, people's versions mm-hmm, of, but not his, mm-hmm. you know. But yeah, Descansa and Paz, you know, this guy was like a really big part of that movement and mm-hmm. put out some really incredible music over the decades. For sure. All right, we're going to take a quick break to talk about the sponsor for today's episode. Today's episode is sponsored by Planned Parenthood's telehealth services. If you've been listening lately, you will have heard from us that Planned Parenthood's telehealth services are ready when you are and a really great option right now for like isolating, quarantining pandemic times. Their appointments are high quality, they're affordable, and they're totally private, just like they would be in person. And yeah, the benefit is you don't even have to leave your home. And um, you can connect with a provider over the phone or video. And they can help with um, kind of all the things that don't require a physical exam, things like birth control prescriptions, other prescription refills that you might need, and other sexual and reproductive health care services. Yeah, so if you are needing any of those services and want to skip the waiting room, uh, you can get the care that you need when you need it with Planned Parenthood's telehealth services. So you can learn more about that at plannedparenthood.org slash minia. We'll put that link in the show notes for y'all. All right, let's get back to our regularly scheduled programming. So we have one more artist to talk about um, who passed away recently. And Beto, this is an artist that you were kind of aware of. And knew that yeah, yeah. I was really, really sad to hear of the passing of Sandy from Sandy Paco. Um, he also died of um, what they think is a heart attack pretty quickly. Um, I think he was found dead in his home. But uh, Sandy Papo were a really influential meeting house group. This song that I'm going to play for you now is called El Alacran. Let's take a listen. Que te pica la manito. Que te pica el ombliguito. Que te pica la boquita. Que te pica los ojitos. Que te pica el que. Que como se mata y dice y se mata así. Fua, 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 fua. Siendo parte 
puerto o por el malecón Con el tiki 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 del musicón Anda cero millas y no usa el cinturón Y fue quien le quitó la morena al tiburón En cuestión de mujeres se le dicen el gran Tiene muela de cangrejo y pica como un alacrán Es su misión día tras día No ha tenido problemas todavía No tiene remedio Mujer que se le mete en el medio Ese alacrán no tiene mamacita Le gustan las viejas, también las jovencitas Le gustan las gordas, también las flaquitas Sé que les da lo que ellas necesitan Oh my God, pero esa alacrán sabe más que el tiburón so you all know how I feel about Midding House, um, and I just I just think it's like such lit music. I've been advocating for a comeback for Midding, like House Midding, for a long time. Um, so it was a great sadness that I learned of the passing of Sandy from Sandy Papo. Papo has been gone for a minute. He died. Um, just a 48, also really young, in a car accident. So I hope that they're making Medding House in Heaven now. <laughs> but I really, I really thought that they were Venezuelan for a long time because so Sandy Pop are Dominican, but they were based in Venezuela for the longest. Mm. So I really thought that they were Venezuelan for a minute, but they were just like Dominicans based in Venezuela for a while. And um, El Alacrán is sort of like, sort of like in the theme of El Tiburón by Proyecto Uno as well. Mm-hmm. But you know, we can add to the genre, it's fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, R.I.P. Sandy, really sad to hear about his passing for sure. Was he also young when he passed? Yeah, he was fairly young. He was, I think, in his 50s. So very, very young. Um, heart disease, man. Really intense. Yeah, sad. Sad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I was once stung by an alacran, and I'm surprised that's, that so I, that I've never told you the story. It was really scary. Yeah, yeah. that's so scary. Where? Yeah. Like so, where in the world? Where in your body? Where I you stung? Like what is? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'll tell you the story. Um, I was in Ecuador. And I was there. I did like a semester there when I was in college, and we were in the Amazon. And we were six hours by canoe from the like nearest town, um, and we were at like a, a research station. Yeah, we were at like a research station that was um, affiliated with the university, I think, in Quito. And where you know where they just did like scientific research about the like you know flora and fauna of the Amazon. And so we were staying in these little like cabanas. Um, so we kind of like rustic cabins in the Amazon. I mean, it was amazing like that I got to go there. Yeah. I think I saw more stars than I'll ever see in my entire life there <laughs> because it's so far from light pollution. It was really incredible. But um, but yeah, I had the unfortunate experience of being stung by an alacran. Um, it happened when I got out of the shower and it was, it, it was hanging in my towel. <gasps> I know. And I put my towel around me and I um, felt like a really strong sting, I guess. I think it's so it it um it got me fortunately and unfortunately in my backside. So I had a stinger I think on one side and a pinch on the other side. And oh my I, like, god, on your scream bloody murder. Uh huh. Scream bloody murder. Dropped my towel and this alacran the size of my hand scattered oh. like under the wall. Oh. Yeah, it was horrifying. It's almost like it happened to someone else, you know. Um. <laughs> yeah. So it was kind of horrifying, but also I think fortunate because that's an area that's like pretty far from any like important organs, you know. Mm-hmm. So the the dudes who worked there were like kind of like surprised, like we didn't know that there were scorpions here. I'm like, I don't know that I believe that at this uh, point, but um, uh, 
so my he they gave my peers like a snake bite kit which they used to kind of try to get the venom mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. um but it was scary like I think I could have died like scorpions kill a lot of people every year what I learned yeah. after getting stung was that it's the little ones and the um that are more poisonous than the big ones oh, okay. maybe because they have to defend themselves more fiercely because they're small and also the what they call hueros are are little white ones um that are in like northern mexico they're like the most deadly ones they're little like clear oh, wow. scorpions so Oof. anyway i learned all this after i got stung and was like reading about scorpions in the that are little library and they the dudes just kept coming in and checking on me and be like stop being like they were just like how do you yeah. feel you know they gave me benadryl and the snake okay, that's and that good. was it yeah but it was like yeah. if, if I was gonna have a bad reaction like there was nothing to be done like no you know, it was just like you gotta play it out I've I mean, never I been stung by a scorpion I would have died I yeah Oof. yeah I've never been stuck by a scorpion um although one time in Venezuela my sister like was gonna put her shoes on and for some reason decided mm-hmm. to like shake her shoe out and it like came out so she was like, yeah. that's something that happens sometimes too, you know, that like you put your shoe in and there's like mm-hmm. a bug in there and you get stung. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was sort of little, you know, like small enough to like be in somebody's, like a child's shoe. My butt was numb for like two days. Oh, what is he think? <laughs> I know, it was bad. It was definitely one of those things where I was like, wow, that's probably the closest like near-death experience I've ever had, you know? So. Um, I'm glad it wasn't that so, close. Yeah. yeah, right? I mean, Jesus. Um and then, yeah, when I was in Mexico, when I was in Guanajuato last summer, or two summers ago now, I don't remember, um, they have little scorpions. And I was so freaked out, but they're, like, harmless mm. ones. They're not, oh, good. Not, good. I mean, just, like, they're really they're painful. painful. Yeah. They're but just, like, it. yeah, like, it hurts, right? So that's, yeah, the clearing out your yeah. shoe kind of thing. But I met the first night I saw them, I was like, oh, my God, you know. <laughs> um, so, anyway, it's my alacran Yeah, story. they're super scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're 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 they can kill horses i mean they're they're intense they're intense animals yeah yeah all right um, did you pick you picked a sandy papa song i did um, i did i think this is one of their more famous ones um it's from sure. 1996 it's called mueve mueve let's take a listen So this is a cover of a uh, English language song um, called "I Like to Move It, Move It" that you might recognize, um, and this is their Spanish language version. But I definitely recognize the Spanish language version. Um, and again, like Sandy Papo, I wouldn't have known their names. Like I wouldn't be able to name this duo, but I um, I recognize this song. 
from that era. So I'm sure I heard it in the 90s. Yeah, yeah. This song, uh, the Spanish language, like the Midding House Spanish language version definitely made the rounds. It was a big song, completely independent of the song that it covered. Yeah, like it has its own life, yeah. Yeah, you know, this this year has been um, dotted, this 2020 was dotted with a lot of losses. And, you know, obviously every year we lose people. Um, but I think that there's something about like this massive collective grief that um, we're all experiencing this year. So I don't know, y'all. I hope you're taking care of yourselves. For me, it comes in waves. For me, I just like, you know, I'm living a life where I can sort of like I'm privileged enough to be able to forget about it sometimes. And I'm just like locked up in this house with my sister and um, I have a lot of like love in my life and not scarcity of resources, thank goodness. So um, I'm taken care of. And um, and so that's, you know, like taken care of and like able to like support my people. So feel very lucky in that way but it's still there's so much grief and it comes in waves and um i don't know i just hope you are taking care of yourselves and each other and mm-hmm. finding everybody's just got to find their place where they fit and can help where they can yeah so real and also like you were saying like we've all lost a lot in this pandemic even if you haven't lost people like you've lost we've lost um, our lives, like our lifestyles, like our lives had to change radically. And obviously it's like, they're not comparative losses, but I think it's important that we all, we all kind of have to grieve like what didn't happen in 2020 and it's not going to happen in at least the beginning of 2021 because of this pandemic. So I think mm-hmm. that's awesome. Give ourselves a chance to grieve that. Like I really grieve the way I had to leave DC and like the way I've had to make this transition and all the other things that were different about my life. I left a profession I left massage therapy because of pandemic, because of the pandemic, you know. So there's just there's a lot of loss on on many different yeah. levels. So. Yeah, yeah. All of our losses are comparable, but they're definitely all losses. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. No. Yep. Okay, baby. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. As always, all the sound details are on RallyMania.com and in the show notes. Make sure to sign up for our newsletter, follow us on social media, and yeah, I hope that y'all are taking care of yourselves amongst all of this loss. Um, I really hope that there's the light at the end of the tunnel. I feel like I can feel it sometimes and sometimes I don't, but uh, we have each other and that's what we can count on. So be good. Be good to you. Be good to everybody around you. Yeah. Abrazos fuertes y hasta la próxima. Hasta la próxima, y'all. Bye. Señora de madrugada, qué desperdicio. En vez de ser